you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 694. What you got on the Nerdist Community Cockball? Uh, I got uh, one that actually comes from within the family. A longtime uh, Nerdist, uh, Nerd Melt, Nerd Turn fella named Adam Murray. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this man. Yeah. Uh, he has kind of become my inspiration for a lot of stuff. He started uh, about a year ago and said, I'm going to do a new sketch every month, and they're all going to be genre-themed things, like ambitious stuff. And he has held to it. And his YouTube channel, which is Adam A-T-O-M, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, Adam Murray, is fucking phenomenal. Like, they are crazy funny. They have, like, really cool production value. He really makes a lot out of very small budget stuff. He has a sketch for Jurassic World where it's just them in a control room, and they just keep listing more and more things that the the creature has added to it. (laughs) And to the point where it has laser vision that is cutting (laughs) through the door that they're in. Uh, uh, There's a great one where Ed Salazar plays Beastmaster. Nice. And everyone's just really underwhelmed by his shitty ability to control animals. Uh, there's a lot of fun ones. There's a uh, there's a thing parody. That, so this is Adam Murray's YouTube yeah. channel, and so yeah, so so nice it's, uh, job, Adam, Adam Murray. Murray. Oh my god, he is killing it. What do you got, Katie? Uh, the Mutant Seasons had a lot of really cool guests recently. We just had Sean O'Connor a couple weeks ago, Ooh. and we had this little uh, this little actor kid named Oscar Dietz from Denmark. And then today we just recorded one with John Schrader. You know, Tall John. Yeah, I know Tall John. So it's been really fun, and everyone should go check it out. Excellent. Gil! Mm-hmm. He, Gil's 12 years old, by the way. The he was 10 season, when he started. He was 9 when he, he started. He was 9 when he started? Mm-hmm. And then he's turning 13 this summer. That's crazy. That's awesome. yeah, it's so weird. A seasoned podcaster and <laughs> barely a teenager. I forget who I was talking to because uh, I had done the mutant season. I'm like, yeah, it was fun. We talked about video games. Whoever I was talking to was like, yeah, we did that too. We're like, oh, it's a 12-year-old's <laughs> podcast. We're all talking about video games. We're all excited for Call of Duty. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm excited for Arkham Knight, and I started playing Witcher Three over the weekend. You're gonna just start romancing people in that fictional world. I haven't yet. I haven't yet. You're getting the sweaty palms button is still going. You gotta like work. I'll up tell the you nerve. what. Give me a little sweaty palms. Is I got a little bit of motion sickness a little bit. Really? Watching, play, playing Witcher. Yeah. Oh. Because I, I, I was I was playing, and all of a sudden I started to feel a little. Was like, that? Whoa. I'd heard that that before the first patch they were trying to keep it at sixty, and they've locked it to thirty, I believe now. So uh, it didn't stop. I'm that. I'm extra sensitive to that sort of thing. So sometimes, uh, especially if I'm if I'm playing a new game. Where your movements are a little more wild oh, yeah. because you're like you're looking around. I to... I uh, throw the the sensitivity on the sticks way down, yeah, so that you move a little more fluidly. You can I get do the same that. Thing. Yeah, yeah, you sure can. Yeah. Oh, that was I'm a game changer for me. That's literally a game changer. Oh, I see what you did. Huh? Ooh, game is, changer. Pete guy. Holmes. Game changer. Pete Holmes. <laughs> did you get to go to E3? Uh, no, because it's it's during it's in the during the fucking week. And I'm I'm in at midnight. I can't go to E3. I, shouldn't there just be like like you can put an old one on and just dub some stuff over just to have. <laughs> Just no. playing a patch to a commentary over an episode. No, the only the only three thing that I got to do was go um, to a thing that uh, um, Randy Pitchford and his wife Christy oh. throw this this little party once a year, and it's fuck, it's so great. I want to see uh, that. That there's magic involved. I'm 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 uh, I'm becoming a member of the Magic Castle, which Ooh. I'm very excited about. That's rad. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. You should get bookcases that are actually secret doors. It's a good idea. Like between like the way you decorate your house and the magic casual membership, I feel like you need those. You, do, you, do you know what we're doing right them. now? We're talking too much in the intro, not getting to the podcast. 
Meh. Meh. Eh, you're not missing much, guys. It's fine. It's a hey, what? <laughs> How dare oh, you? A good one. How dare you? I just like to talk people out of stuff. It's, it's, a, it's the Tom Sawyer. <laughs> Don't talk people out of the thing. podcast. I'm going to try to get the podcast listeners to whitewash my fence. Get the huck out of here. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's a hostful podcast today. See? We had one last week. We got one this week. You're not lying. We're doing more. Thank you. That almost sounded sincere. <laughs> uh, this episode, which is number 694, a non-hostful intro into hostful goodness. Now entering Nerdist.com. Legally, I need to let you know that I'm recording, and that's happening. I don't know why I brought food. I can't eat this food. Well, I yeah, wasn't. you can. Joan and I let us talk to each other. Will you do that? Yeah. Do you want? Have you had these things? Uh, yes. These yeah. lawyer meals. The oats. I get them at the. I get them. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I get them at the gym. They're just. They're just bowls full of like that looks good. chia and like yeah. uh, that looks oats great. Is it and, uh, sweet on the sweet side? Oh, no, no, not really. Not really. No? It's but it's good. Just, it's good. just enough sweetness. It's yeah. just enough sweetness, but it's really good because it's you know it's just a few hundred calories, but it uh, fills you up. Fills you up. It's real, real good. It's what you need. Stuff your body needs. That's you know, what like in the Matrix. That is real fuel. <laughs> He's putting premium gas into his body <laughs> engine. But it's good. They they switch out the flavor every day. I, um, every I, I mean, days. I'm not trying to do a commercial for Moira Meals, but they're good. So I'm, I'll do a commercial for Moira Meals. They, they, they're great. Uh, what about Myra Meals? Uh, Myra Meals are even better. <laughs> I made some kebabs last night on the what? grill. What? I had a propane ordeal on Sunday. Dory's been gone for a while, so the house is sort of falling apart while I am just sort of being me and uh i went to <laughs> time to go get kebabs and grill them though huh well i went to do yeah yeah, yeah. i mean like that's i'm looking you know i want to eat healthy so i figure what I'll, I'll just head over to pavilions my my grocery store of choice in los angeles now because they have great deals on uh, dave's killer bread this is the food podcast oh. <laughs> i was just gonna say this is the unnecessary information in a story podcast <laughs> So I bought uh, two ply. I yeah. got strong weave. <laughs> like that well, that was on sale. For but your you know virgin, what? I went with the other one. For your virgins, you're like, what'd you do this weekend? Well, Friday, I really wanted an egg salad sandwich. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you made kebabs last night. Yeah, and as Joe was saying that, my story's not going to go anywhere interesting. No, I, so. I'm more about. I want to hear about the kebabs. Oh well, you know, they uh, chicken breast, right? Here's the deal with kebabs. Here's how you. Here's how you keep a kebab moist. All right. <laughs> You want to bookend your kebab with as much vegetable on the end as possible because that keeps the chicken from drying out on the ends because those end pieces usually dry out. So what I do is I brush a little olive oil on there, salt, pepper, a little cayenne. I like a kick, you know, and then uh, crushed red pepper on there. Throw it on the grill, 10 minutes each side. You want to make sure it gets to 165 degrees. I always use a thermometer when I'm doing pulp. When you throw it on there, do you say bam or something yeah. like that? No, I'd like to, but... Matt! Yeah. Not so, since Guy Fieri has a guy sound so cool talking about food. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> little magic cayenne, missile. I want a little kick. Want a magic kick. missile. <laughs> we went to uh, we had we had uh, we had Korean food at uh, Genoa the other night, which is oh, yeah. which is really good. On but, Wilshire, uh, there's one in La Cienega. Oh. and uh, and you do it, it is kind of funny that you, I mean. You do cook your you do cook your own food. They just bring you the implements and then you cook it. Matt and I used to go to this one yeah. on Olympic uh, mm-hmm. a while back. They moved to Little Tokyo and it's like kind of that style now where you, you cook your own food. Yeah. But this one was like they're all about like getting people in and out. So they just bring you all the food already cooked. So just piles of meat constantly coming to your table. Yeah. So it's like a regular same. restaurant. But I also no, no. Like, but it's like you're still like you still have all the little stuff. It's cream barbecue. Oh, you still you still assemble. Yeah, everything the, comes out yeah. cooked. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. It was so great. It was so dirty. Slash, yeah, filthy. <laughs> yeah. They were constantly would have. You're essentially in a parking lot with a cover <laughs> yeah, on. You're it. in a parking lot with barely a tarp over you. Yeah. And they would always have birthdays there. That is the best part. They would crank a K-pop birthday song. Way louder than so it loud, be. so loud, and then it would be the waiter's job to come over Same. and spray champagne all over the birthday person. What? Like they get two bottles? Yeah, two bottles of champagne. They're not and doing then it they with just kids. 
Like, uh, that's you know the thing. I don't know. They it probably would. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. And it's like anyone can be around. Like, it's like uh, you said they used to do just do it at the table. Then they started like yeah. scooting people yeah. away from yeah. the table. Yeah. And you just sit there as they one guy just pops two fucking corks off and then just like pinches the, you know, yeah. to make it squirt out even harder and then just all over the yeah. person's body. Like, like and I like saw one guy like it went into his eye. Race. Yeah. Because I saw one guy like goes like, ah, like it, clearly the bubbles got up under if his there, eyelid. If there's anything that's really great to sit with all day, it's when champagne dries yeah, on yeah, you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and you smell like sh- like sugary alcohol for the rest of the yeah, day. Yeah, and that's the weirdest part. Then the music stops, they leave, and then you just go sit back at your yeah. table. Just yeah. dripping. Just you're dripping. Just <laughs> Everyone's laughing at you. And then you always wonder like driving home, you know, if you get pulled over, oh, you're know. just covered in champagne. Yeah. <laughs> you been drinking? No, it's my yeah. birthday. Well, yeah, I remember one time we went there and there was like a birthday, and they, you know, they scoot the guy away from the table to do it, and then we noticed that no one at the table is even paying attention. Yes. To it. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's not like a thing where all the friends are going, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's a blast. Yeah, it was, but it was great. It was great because it was just like you just get right into the meat, yeah. and then you end up eating. Wait, that's the thing with these with the kind you go to, or uh, went to like you know cooking your own. Yeah. it slows you down. You, you don't wait. eat as you much. You gotta let your body get used to the fact that it's gonna take twenty minutes for this food to be ready. Yeah, this place just fucking oh handfuls of fucking Piles. spicy chicken. Can I say that um, I'm not uh, I, I'm I'm not really a believer in the Kobe beef? Are you a Kobe beef fan? No, I don't. I, the, the way price, overpriced, the way overpriced. Not, doesn't do anything. And 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 it's so. I, I think part of us was like, oh, but it's marbly, and it's like, yeah, but that that doesn't give me a good. It's I'm not I'm not a fan of Kobe beef. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's worth the the crazy crazy price difference. I mean, essentially, it's just they're they're just feeding their cows beer, right? Isn't that what it is? Or it's all their birthdays and they're just shooting they're on the cows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the poro beef you're thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I've had both. Like, I went to a steakhouse in Vegas in February and somebody at the table got a Kobe thing for like, it was like $130 for six ounces, maybe. And so we're all trying it and uh, we're all like going like, oh, wow, this is not... Not worth it. I feel like it's kind of like the. I feel like they they've done something with it, sort of like the illusion of diamonds, yeah. where they yeah. just they've cre- they've somehow created the, their own supply and demand thing, so they can charge you three times as much for it. Yeah, it's up and, to you, them. and you're eating it, going. I guess this is what rich yeah. people are supposed to eat. All it really is is, is when, that, is like, that what it's you're like constantly doing with Lydia. Uh, like, yes, yeah. this is <laughs> delicious. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't referring to me, but it's one, it is one of those things. Though it's like uh, I was not I, referring had, to me. Yeah, I had Kobe beef, and they go, "Ooh," right. you know. It's like, but uh, you don't tell them the rest that it right. was just a piece of meat. Yeah, yeah it's not that. Uh, there is yeah. some meat though that's worth it. Uh, there's um, if you go on America's Test Kitchen, they did a thing where they tested all of the. Uh, all those mail order like Omaha steaks and so on and so forth and the and the winner was I think it was called Anderson's Ranch, which is in Southern California and I did order it. It was like I think I paid hundred and eighty bucks and they sent eight New York strips and they were phenomenal. That's so cool. like good like grass fed good beef you can definitely tell the difference I, but the difference between grass-fed good beef and kobe isn't doesn't justify yeah. the price I, remember, I, find, I find the best meat to be the hearst ranch meat of course well i find <laughs> that to be a little overpriced for what you get well, i don't know what you're talking yeah. about i went to get a chuck roast it was 13 dollars a pound i was like this is ridiculous worth it <laughs> when uh, i was in a uh, south beach florida last year and uh like we were do- uh, for the comedy festival and comedy central took a group of us out uh, for dinner at the, whatever restaurant was in the W Hotel in South Beach. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Byron Bowers, he's like, what's the most expensive thing on the menu? <laughs> and they're like, well, it's the steak. He's like, I'll take it. And uh, it gets to our table, and it's just like two inches thick and the size of the plate. Oh, <laughs> the bone of it is coming a, off of the plate. probably for two. It was like a tomahawk chop for two. Or yeah. And yeah. Like, he's, like, he's like, yeah. Like, it came out yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> He was so stoked. He had like three bites. And he's like, "Fuck that steak!" <laughs> <laughs> the funniest motherfucker. Good move, Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's also, also, I think the. Uh, I'm so I'm so annoyed by the by the illusion of the lobster, which is basically just a sea insect. Ah, it's just a butter delivery service. And and and, 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 and they're Delicious. not. It's not like they're rare or that hard to get. 
or that fancy. Well, I'll tell that to the people out here that price it. Cause well, they used to. In the, in the early days of lobster, wasn't it really like, oh, this was the most common thing that you could scoop? To? Like someone yeah. did the same kind of thing with lobster where they just – it was just a branding issue. They just, they just changed the way people perceived – Lobster. Yeah, but that's isn't you know some of the stuff that we consider fine dining now used to just be street food. Isn't that kind of the thing that always happens? Like you know, sushi started off as just stuff that was sold on carts in Tokyo. Like it's like well, I think it, if some uh, I think some uh, native uh, Vietnamese folks that would come out here on vacation and see some of the banh mi places that have popped up would just laugh hysterically. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need to we need to go to other countries and open like a hot dog stand. Yeah, I think that's it, though. It's just like, it's like, uh, isn't it the whole idea of ratatouille? You know, it's like ratatouille is peasant food, mm-hmm. uh, and then they make it, make it fancy. It's, I think that's the thing. I think, that it's, comes I think the whole idea behind that was that uh, Pat Oswalt as a mouse, uh, opened a kitchen. A rat. You have no, uh, hence the rat no imagination. I know. It was just, <laughs> he couldn't even yeah. nail the rodent. I was, I was, I was being hey, playful. He's a mouse. Yeah, I know. He's a mouse. And then I was, I was volleying it back, saying like, "You have no imagination." And then you, you would have to then double down on. No, but Judge Myra over here, like, got to step in. And can you, can you say I'll allow it? <laughs> what can That's you weird. allow your own over he's allowing his own overruling yeah overruled i'm going to allow, allow that i just yeah. overruled something yeah. allowed uh what what are you uh what have you been up to this week jonah ray uh i saw inside out yeah how was it it's great it's great probably the best designed pixar movie in a while uh it just like doesn't look like anything else they've done fucking crushed the bot like it, like uh, jurassic world made another shit ton of money and then yeah. inside out made like 90 million dollars yeah i really yeah, i really jurassic world take over didn't they win? Jurassic yeah, they do. Jurassic World won again. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, but uh, Richard Kind, as the voice of Bing Bong, should uh, win uh, all the awards. That was an amazing performance on his part. And then I watched The uh, uh, Dangerous Adoption. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about this. Yes. Let's talk about, I, I grazed the subject a little bit on At Midnight. Lydia and I, we're going to watch like five minutes of it. Because yeah. it, it immediately, like it was kind of rifling through Twitter, like Deadly Adoption right at the top. Like, okay, I'll see what you know. I saw. I saw one billboard for it on in uh on barham mm-hmm. yeah barham and, and so apparently the original plan was for them to not do any press for that it that was like yeah, they were just gonna like too many cooks it yeah you know, like just, just let it out just drop it and so i was like let's watch this for five minutes and it totally sucked me in because they are constantly on the edge of a joke that doesn't that there's no no jokes no jokes two moments that might be construed as jokes the when he said when he like says the really long line about her type of diabetes the doctor's right. diabetes yeah like it's like it's like he's he's like in this emotional state and he says like the very technical scientific you know version of diabetes and then like at the very end when they just are dancing for too long that's okay so it I feel like that's when they are winking to the, the camera yeah because it why didn't I watch oh I was in Vegas the whole um. time. <laughs> <laughs> the entire time. Why didn't I? Oh yeah, I was getting laid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was eating. I was eating steaks and Vegas. <laughs> I went to Vegas by myself. Ah, well, let, well, let's talk about that in yeah, a second. No, no, go, go, go. Let's deadly adoption. Deadly adoption was like I, I felt like I was staying in a relationship for too long because I'm like, well, this has got to pay off sooner or later. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like one of those. And then finally, at the very end, they did the base in the true story, and then I was like, okay, yeah. But it's it was every hacky trope that every Lifetime movie has, like, across the board. You know, they say Andrew Steele wrote it, and if he did, fucking good job. Like, I mean, but he's written straight stuff before. Like, he did uh, Casa de Mi Padre, the Spanish-language uh, uh, Spanish yeah. movie that uh, Will Ferrell did. But everything was done straight, straight. And it's not until the end, because the whole time I kept saying to Lydia, like, why would they do this? They're both filmed. Why are they doing this? But it's a whole piece. The whole idea. But when I got, but uh, Matt, you can't say because you haven't seen it. But when you're watching it, you're like 20 minutes in. You are saying to yourself, why are they doing this? Like, it's not. And I haven't seen it. It's not till the end. It's not till the end where you go, oh, thank God. This is a yeah. giant art project. This is a giant. Well, well, were you? Did you was, never yeah. think? Uh, yeah, like immediately, uh, that's, that's what, what I realized. I Once, it was. yeah, after the first act, I was like, "Oh, they're just going to do it straight." And that's what I thought. I thought it was just and correct because I haven't yeah. seen it. Let me know if I'm wrong. But I assumed what they just did was essentially just took a lifetime script and did it. Yeah, and that's like, and they clearly used all like like lifetime production people because yeah. the 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 sound, the the camera work, the editing, the like staying on the thing for too long, like everything about it. 
said this is this is a Kaufman piece. Like this is an Andy Kaufman. <laughs> yeah. Mo- yeah. This is basically an Andy Kaufman yeah. piece. The joke is that they just did it. But uh but there are times but when you're sitting through it you're like Jesus Christ they are really they are in. They are committing. Yeah, they are and they it. were great. They was like they played it amazingly straight, and it was awesome. The thing is, Will's it's like, Chuck Norris beard was a little off putting, but it was it, like that. Like it's like the same kind of beard from the guy from Hand That of Rocks course. the Cradle, um, like which is like it's a very similar story. Uh, and it's uh, you know it's it was just done like so perfectly and without any winks, and that's what makes it a whole thing. Right. I think that also it's, like, the beauty of that sort of thing would be that the people that normally watch Lifetime. Would just watch that as a lifetime movie and yeah. be a hundred percent satisfied. We had a hard time, like, because like you know, a few of my friends were watching it, and then we we're just like, we want, we we're gonna like make fun of it, but then you're like, well, we we can't make fun of it because they're there, and if they they're not making fun of it, so you can't really even, you can't even say it's like a movie that's being bad on purpose, almost. You know, it's so like, you can't really. It's almost like. Uh... It's almost like trying to mystery science theater a Tim and Eric sketch. Yeah, you're like exactly. no, they're trying to do this thing, and you can't. You, they're you not can't letting, yeah. tag it like they don't know. They yeah. know. And Brian Safi played. Uh, oh, he was great. Yeah, he was so great in it. So everyone was so great in it. It was, and that guy that looked like Pacey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, I really enjoyed because like you know I remember when we were doing. Um, like super deluxe stuff and like the freeloaders guide and then like it would like there was a couple times where we just were like and then it turns into a, a zombie movie and you know the notes we got back were like well where's the, where are the jokes they're like and our response was the joke is that it just turns into a straight zombie movie like there's it's a, just a horror movie now that's like isn't that so weird that it went from being this you know how to guide to now it's just a horror movie they're like well you got to have jokes in it it's a comedy we're like the the the, the joke is bigger than uh, you know, like the premise, and is not a only that, joke. but it, but it's, I feel like it's more intact as a satire piece this way, because uh, if they had done it as a comedy, then it's that's what you would expect them to do, exactly. And so it, it really, but honestly, sitting through it, just the two of us, watching, I was like, okay. Because it, you kept thinking it around every corner was going to be like, oh, this is when they're going to, this yeah, is when yeah. they're going to. And then finally at the end, you're like, oh, thank God. You but know? even that, though, even based on true story, is like a subtle just the, – the dancing at the end where like you – know, It was he the has goofiest part. And he goes like – Yeah. I'm the, not, the, not, the, not. After, by the way, <laughs> after <laughs> he's cheated on his wife. Yeah, uh, their friends have been murdered. Yeah, <laughs> he's he was shot twice and somehow s- swam swam to, to get, yeah. But did you did you guys when it reveals Kristen Wiig at the end with a gun? Did 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 you guys? Cause we all went oh, like we were so invested in the story and loved the reveal of that. Like we were all well, the, yeah. I mean, I thought it was going to be one of the cops or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, but it but it was a it it was a very genius way of layering of like you know take. Take this filter and put it over this. Uh, put it over these resources. Yeah, and it and it creates this strange dissonant comedy piece. Yeah, that, but uh, but it wouldn't have been. It would if like if it wasn't them in it. It would have nope. just been. It would have been a regular time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's I I love the idea of that they just would have put it out. But it's one of the reasons why Will is Will and Kristen too are. Two of the people that I respect so much mm-hmm. in the business because Will in particular, like he literally just does whatever he feels like he wants to do. As long and, it's like, no, they all have like it's like and TJ Miller is starting to like veer into that in his life of just like what is the the bigger comedy thing I want to do with. I my don't even career. think. I mean, it is. It is. I don't know if I'm not even sure if Will is asking those kinds of questions. I know TJ would. Yeah, I think Will is just sort of like. You know, I think it'd be fun to do a weird regional beer commercial. You know, I think it'd be fun to do a movie in Spanish. You know, I think it'd be weird to do that. Like, yeah, I think it's just like ha- impulse. He's just picking. He's picking stuff that to him seem weird and fun and challenging and interesting. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what anyone else says because no one would have advised them to do that movie and do it that way. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. he did it without any regard for you know. Because cause there are so many fear-based decisions that get made. Is this going to hurt something further? Am I going to, you know? Yeah. And he's such a shiny example of like, 
just do what you want. Like, just do what makes you happy. And yeah. Kristen, too, just do something that you think is fun. It doesn't matter if people get it or not. As long as you're into it, yeah, do it. I, I love that she, you know, after Bridesmaids, which was a huge box office success, she could have easily had tried to go and done do, like, another big comedy movie or a big, you know, uh, studio movie. But she just, like, dove right back in and has been doing, like, quality indie movies. Kristen's someone I think who – I think she'll win an Oscar at some point. Oh, for someday. sure. She is – she's not just a brilliant comedy person. She's a fucking amazing actress. Yeah, she's great in Skeleton Qu- Twins. So yeah. I, uh, I, I, I – you know, she's just – the two of them together especially, you yeah. can't – it's difficult to take your eyes off either of them when they're in a scene. Yeah. And um, so yeah, – It was great. Good job, them. Good job, them. Uh, Matt Myra, how was your how was your deadly adoption of Vegas? Uh, you know, it was good. It was how long a, did you go this time? Did you stay the night? I did. I was there for 12, 13 hours. Something mm-hmm. like that. I uh, dropped my cousin off at the airport. Is that a euphemism? Uh, no. Uh, so she made it out alive. She did after setting off my alarm on... Uh, Saturday while I was at the gym, and then I had to run back over to the house, and like the fuck, the alarm is so loud, like the house alarm, and the Myra, 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 Myra. That's exactly what it sounds like. Like you even did a Doppler effect. His house is flying by. His house (laughs) is an ambulance. Where's it going? His house is a French ambulance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What was the the impulse? You dropped dropped her off at LAX, clearly on the way to Vegas. I didn't didn't do it. I didn't... When I was... I forgot something. Like, I forgot my phone. And I was like, I'll be right back. Let me go lock up the let me lock up the house and grab my phone. And then when I was in the house, I just saw my bag and I was like a clean pile of clothes. And I just threw. You have like a, a bug out bag? A like, <laughs> no, it was like my gym bag was next to the pile of my. Uh, the oh, you house, just like the housekeeper some, yeah. had put the laundry like next okay, to the bag. Right. Oh, well, wealthy, clean clothes. Now. Not relatable, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, housekeeper, your Majesty. Oh, anyway, to. my impulse trip to Vegas. Uh, I had to wait for the Juanita to finish up cleaning. Maria is her name. Uh, but uh, you know that was the. Uh, it was just that's why there were I would never have a pile of folded clothes anywhere. Yeah. So it was there, and I just grabbed it and threw it in the back. And I took Dory's car because she's out of town, and uh, I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll just take the convertible. So I just dropped the top and drove her to the airport. And then I, it was eight eight o'clock at night, and I was like, well, I'll check the traffic. And I said, if it's if it's over four hours and ten minutes, I'm not going. If it's under, I'm going. Four hours, nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so you just so drove just to Vegas? Hopped on the 405 and went. And then probably just after Barstow, I was like, I should probably see if there's a hotel available. And I don't know what the fuck was going on in Vegas, but there were like no hotels. Oh, no way. I had to stay. I ended up staying at the Wynn for much more oh, than I ever wanted to. The Wynn. <laughs> if only there were some hotels off the strip. Well, I was planning on spending so little time there, it didn't make any sense for me to do that. Because I was like, my plan was to either do one of my day trips where I just go spend four hours, then drive back. Yeah. Uh, so you stayed at the wind. You drove to the I wind. Drove to the wind. I drove to the wind. Checked into the hotel. Uh, stayed up. I got there at twelve thirty in the morning, and I stayed up till probably two thirty in the morning, and then woke up at nine, and then stayed in Vegas till about eleven thirty, and then left. Eleven thirty at night in the morning. Wait, four hours. But, but you so you spent more time in the car than you actually were. No, I slept. I, I spent no, but you spent eight hours in the car, yeah. seven hours sleeping. Yeah, but only four hours actually. Yeah, yeah, that's like when I go do a day trip there. I'll always, you know, I only feels like a lot of effort there. for four hours. Not, but you also you gotta, like he likes driving. Too. I like the drive. It's a clear shot of a drive, and I just fucking can just zone out and. Just listen to podcasts if I want to, or, or uh, you know, whatever. I usually just yeah, listen to podcasts. I was like listening to old "How Did This Get Made." Did from... you play blackjack or no? I played a little bit, just a little bit of roulette, and then mostly Back to the Future slot machine. No, they're gone. What happened I can't to them? Find them? Oh, really? So they were so popular a year ago. They were, but they... maybe they lost a license on it or so something. So I found the the one. There's one Cheers 
slot machine still left on the strip. It's Was there a the, Mac and Me slot machine? At the Palazzo. Mm-hmm. No, but I did play the brand new giant Friends slot machine, and I was like, why did it take them so long to make <laughs> this dumb thing? Because it's on Netflix now. It's back in the zeitgeist. Well, it might have been around. You never know. No, that's, that was brand new because it popped. I saw it at like four well, Maybe they remade it, but you never know if there was one back in the day. Oh, that's true. I don't think they were, imagine they I weren't so wheelie dealy with licenses. I don't think they were then. doing. I don't think they they were doing those as much in the nineties. Is yeah. I feel like that's the last ten years. That's really it is. A, they 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 they're getting ridiculous at this point as far as uh, how much a how much money you spend per spin on a penny slot machine. Now it's you know five. You can spend five bucks a spin, and the just the interactiveness of the. They'll have they have two massive screens now on most of them, where something's happening down here, something's happening up here. Then the bonus happens, and it's this whole Why do they other have to game. Make, it's like it was the simplest form of gambling. I, and yeah, they made I know. it even simpler by you don't even have to pull the crank; you just yeah, you press the button. button. Well, I think maybe they're, they're, now they're, they're banking doing... on confusing people with all of the different. You know, it's it's basically just that weird Union Jack pattern of. How you can bet all these different lines, and I think people are just like, "Ugh, max bet, fuck it." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah and that's yeah, how yeah. you win the most too, is by max betting. I also lose the most that way, but like, you know, wait a minute. I was playing, <laughs> I was playing a uh... <laughs> work it out. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was playing an Iron Man. They had an Iron Man slot machine yeah. at the Palazzo, and this guy comes over to me. And he taps me on the shoulder. He's like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, "Good." He's like, "Are you how 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 up are you?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm like sixteen bucks up." He's like, "Oh, you know." He's like, "I work here, and I get off work every night at this time, and I always put five dollars into this machine. Last week, I hit ten thousand dollars." <laughs> so then he's like, "He's like, I'm just gonna do it over here," and he just put in five dollars. He's like, hits the spin, and he goes, "Ah, oh, nothing." All right. Yeah. Funny, well, it's usually uh I'm gonna put another five dollars. Oh in. no. <laughs> Nothing. All right. <laughs> he leaves for five minutes, comes back, puts another five dollars oh. in. He's like, All right, I'm really going now. And then I never saw it. That man went to commit suicide. Yeah. But he said, Hey, that machine usually pays out at one thirty in the morning and then as soon as he left the last time I, can't wait to- I hit like three hundred bucks on the machine. Jesus. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens when we start getting more uh, either Oculus technology or even augmented reality technology in gambling and slot machines where you could essentially be immersed in a in a world like you go into the world of friends and somehow oh wow gamble yeah, c- casinos are gonna start to look like opium dens kind yeah, of they're gonna look like they're gonna look like the all, fucking power all. towers in the matrix yeah yeah <laughs> like, it's just gonna be old just, people with- yeah just plug in <laughs> i mean you know listen if as a commentary people are the batteries that power uh las vegas mm. yeah, so it's not it's not crazy you know it was like uh, fr- I was gonna do it Friday afternoon, just because like Dory was out of town, so like I'll usually go do a day trip when she's gone. Uh, and then Friday afternoon, I went to look. I was like, oh, maybe I'll just go to Pachanga, and play some slots. And then I looked in the traffic. It was gonna take longer on Friday afternoon to get to Pachanga, which is eighty nine miles away, than it would have to go to Vegas at that time. So mm. you just went to Vegas. There's so much fucking traffic. I think that's yeah. so fascinating, though. Just, just, just. Because I, I don't enjoy driving, so the idea of being in the car for eight and a half hours, nine hours, just mm. to go somewhere for four hours, yeah. doesn't sound fun to you me. You think you like driving with how much you spend on the devices that make you drive. Mm. <laughs> All right. Can we the, not? The devices. That's a, I'm just talking cars, man. Yo. I'm just talking. This is just some gear talk. Yo. I'm just, another, I'm just a fellow gear What do you man. got? A Hemi in there? <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you I got? A four, what do you got? A Ford 20 yeah. in there on that? Car block. Car block. What's your next car going to be? Oh, he's locked in at least for another year. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I got this one for a year, so I don't know. Tesla. Saw a place on on, uh, Santa Monica. If you drive a Tesla, you get a free cup of coffee. Uh, (laughs) That should make up the difference in the money, I think. (laughs) Think about it. Think about it. Free cup of coffee. You get like two cups of coffee a day. Uh, it's, not, it's, like, it's like six bucks. Six bucks every day. How much is a Tesla? They're not that expensive. They start at no. They start at sixty-five. They start for a base model, and then you can get it up to like eighty-five. But it's but but for a base model, I thought they were way more. I thought they were. They are no. That's the no. Thing. They they go they go up to about one twenty. If you oh. if you 
the thing is, the base model um, has the smallest battery. It has the least amount of features. But when you start, if you want the the, the battery that charges faster, mm-hmm. if you want a unit that isn't just you plugging into like a 220, like if you want like a supercharger unit to charge the car, oh. that's another add-on. If you, okay. I mean, it's like, it, it, so it's like regular cars then. It yeah. is It is like yeah. regular cars. Yeah, yeah. But, but I feel like um, I probably would be... I'll be more inclined to go Tesla when the when the number of charging stations around town. I mean, like a rat. Like, it, you do you it, really think you'd get into a spot though? Well, like, you, I mean, you run around during the day, but you always end up at home. Yeah, but if I ever, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't drive it a long distance. Yeah, right. But you rarely drive long distance. That's true. Unless you're like out somewhere else, and then you rent a car. That's true. Just saying. Well, I got nothing then. You got nothing. I got nothing you left. Got nothing left. You took everything. Uh, wait a minute. No. You took everything from my electric <laughs> car argument. Now with nothing, you have everything. Oh, wow. Oh, what? Oh. See you guys later. <laughs> oh, my God. Jonah was a ghost the whole time. Just take your keys and uh, <laughs> I'll keep you on my ghostly way. <laughs> I don't think ghosts refer to themselves as ghosts, do they? Uh, sure, sure we do. Sure, sure. Wait, hang on a second. So where's this parked now? Uh, you can't um, drive. You're not a material object. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll see about that. Well, that's weird. You've, yeah. You're picking up the key. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, no, it's just floating around. Wait, you don't when see did shit. you die? Uh, what? I'm sorry. I just never really got the history on when you died. Oh boy, you you forget. <laughs> you forget when when you when you become your a ghost. Your clothes look pretty current. I got to be honest. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know, s- style is cyclical. So this is like clearly, I could have died uh, this year. Could have been ten years ago, twenty years before that. You know, this is just. You're you know. watching Ghost Grifters on Destination <laughs> America. <laughs> <laughs> there is some. We were watching this show called Paranormal Survivors. Par, par, paranormal survival. Paranormal. Par, paranormal. You'll get, you'll get no correction from us. I think it's paranormal yeah. survival, but it's it's the most it's the most almost ghost show you'll ever watch. Where it's clear you watch and you go, well, this show clearly costs a hundred dollars to produce an episode, yeah. and it's people telling stories. About things that are sort of spooky, that they somehow very tangentially connect to being some type of a ghost story. Oh man! And the reenactments, the the actors that they cast to represent the people telling the stories are fucking hilarious because there's no it it's like they'll cast a like a husband and a wife. You'll see them. Uh, and then the reenactors, it's just like a guy who looks nothing like him who's like 25 and a woman who's like 50 playing the white. Like there's no <laughs> consistency with how they – it's just like, oh, who showed up today? Okay, your craft service. Get in there. Yeah. I just want you to pretend like you heard a noise in your car. Uh, that one's on um, Destination America, I think. What's that? It's a deep cable channel that oh, shows a lot of a lot of ghost, ghost shows. And I used to really be critical of the ghost shows – just in terms of like, oh, come on, this is ridiculous. But this one is even, it's like they've managed to go a level cheaper. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So that's even more enjoyable. I kind of, I have this idea where I want to, uh, I want to just take an old series of ghost shows, like just one series that didn't do very well, and then intercut into the OTF confessionals, the ghost's point of view. Oh, uh, that's funny. So there, so the whole time people are like, and, you know, I went up to get, my coffee at three in the morning because I'm a trucker, and then the cup just like flew off the yeah. counter, and then cut yeah. to the ghost like, yeah, I got up in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> I just went to get some water, and this crazy guy in a hat like yeah. came screaming, clearly at- like on some kind of speed. Or yeah, something. he was. A, he so was I grabbed my it. cup away because I didn't want to have it. <laughs> like I just I want the ghost point of view. That's really funny on those shows. I'm sure you can find some like out of. You know, out of cycle. There's no old ghost shows in the Prelinger archives, which is yeah. where is yeah, where you'd want. That's where to. they all live. That's where that's where all the that's where all. Yeah. That's where all oh, the you know what else? I, I saw the movie Dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. What's it about? It's uh, it's kind of got a risky business vibe to it. It's about these uh, three uh, nerdy kids living in Inglewood. Um, and yeah, the oh, other. oh, 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 yes, this is the one. Did Pharrell produce this? Pharrell, I think, was yeah, one of the producers, it, yeah. uh, Forrest Whitaker as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's cool. It's like a lot of it's a fun watch. It's like you know, it's like kind of describes what like a black nerd is, and like it's like you know, it's like you know, they say we like white, white boy shit, which means skateboarding, punk rock, <laughs> Donald Glover. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was a joke in the Yeah, movie. that was a joke. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was one of the first jokes. Got a huge response in the, in the fucking <laughs> theater. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a fun watch. It's a fun watch for sure. And it's got like a real good risk, risky business thing where it's like, you know, the whole plot is that they kind of come, like they get in possession of like uh, uh, Molly, a bunch of Molly, and they have, they get like, you know. You mean the song by Sponge? Oh, I don't know. I don't know SpongeBob. Of course you know Sponge. How's it go? They did the song. It's the song. It's all the song. It's all about Molly Ringwald. So you dig it at the bank. Cigarettes dance on your ass. I want people to know that Chris is singing. He's double checking himself. Don't ask why. Don't ask why. Sixteen candles down the. That's right. Yeah, I've heard that. Guess I know more about music than you, huh? Sure do. Feel pretty good today. Hey, Jonah, you want to come over? I can I can show you some hot new tracks. Oh, sweet. Good licks on these tracks, Chris. We don't say licks anymore, Jonah. What? And how you describe tasty licks. So if someone is on a song going, what do you, how do you describe that? We call them banner-to-doops. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> how is that racist? Yeah, figure it out. No, I can't. Don't just say that and let people connect dots that aren't there. Dots? Oh, yeah, dots. Like Indians? No, Jesus I wasn't Christ, even... Chris. Jonah! Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 you fucking grass skirt <laughs> uh, You all wear that, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah you I mean, we, we all Everyone, male and female, wears it But only the women and chubby guys Wear the coconut bras <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'll watch Dope I wa- We watched um, uh, We watched Basically every horror movie that we can find. Yeah, you guys iTunes. are going. You just like clean it up through the. Uh, and iTunes there was there was and... one that I hadn't seen. That you know, what's, I find there's an interesting discrepancy between. Did you finish? Sorry to interrupt you. Yes, you... we are still here. Yes, you fucking great. It? Okay, I don't cool. know what you were talking about, Kyle. I loved it. Yeah. I th- I, I thought. Shut it... up, Kyle. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I okay. thought it was fantastic. I loved it. I cool. thought it I looks thought great. The vibe of it was cool and the mechanism of it was yeah. cool and it's really fucked up and fun. And that's also it's like my favorite era because it's like, you know, like uh, House of the Devil or The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. It's like that 70, late 70s, early 80s era. I think, it, I think it's the best time. I think it's the best time period for a horror movie because there's there's a little bit of technology, but not that much. Yes. Like now people have cell phones and computers and internet. Yeah. Oh, they can research stuff. But in the seventies, they just there was no. Yeah. They, I feel like there was there was it, there was much more room for human interaction for exposition rather than in a horror movie. Like oh, we could just look this up. Yeah. Or, well, oh, that, our signal's gone. Yeah, but that happens in uh, the gate where it's like, what's going on? Well, in this ancient uh, you know death metal record, it says you know. As all that kind of information, but we watch an ancient book. There, there, there's a weird discrepancy in iTunes between the iTunes rating and the Rotten Tomatoes rating. Mm. So a lot of oh, times, iTunes, I never trust iTunes ratings because that's idiots. I don't know if I, if I don't know if I 100 percent trust Rotten Tomatoes ratings. Say what? Uh, <laughs> because we watch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Because <laughs> we watch, we watched Orphan. Have you seen Orphan? No. It's the one. It was the poster. Uh, oh, that super hot chick that's pretending to not be a little girl, or reverse that. She's pretending to be oh, a little shit, girl. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I reversed it. 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 Good God, thrusters on full. Katie, we gotta go back. Now, Your Honor, if you want to pause that right there and replay that, Mr. Myra clearly states. Chris, why are you also in this court? <laughs> Overruled. I'll allow it. Uh, but it's that's uh, my baby boy. That's I'm like dressed like in a babushka. <laughs> that's my baby boy. Don't take him to prison. He gonna get butt fucked. I'm sorry, Jonah. I'm still imagining it's you in the babushka. I don't know how many kids he have sex with, but don't <laughs> take him away. Take him away, my baby boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, Orphan was the movie with the it was the the little girl's head and you couldn't figure out why the picture was so weird until you realized that they basically um, mirrored her face on both sides. Oh yes, came out at like, the same time as Mama. What's wrong with Esther? Yeah, but it's uh, but it's a really great movie because uh, Vera Farmiga uh, 
is a fucking phenomenal actress. Yeah. And she's really good in it. And so is this uh, this guy Peter Sarsgaard is really good I too. Like, that like guy. guy Peter Sarsgaard. I think yeah. we all know Mr. Peter Sarsgaard. Here he yeah. is. All right. <laughs> hey guys, thanks. <laughs> Sarsgaard, uh, no, Sarsgaard. Um, Peter Sarsgaard was great and it's uh it's a really it's a really good like psychological thriller horror movie. Yeah. Like it's it's so it makes me want to see more really good actors in horror because it's horror I feel like it's one of those genres that's sort of a throwaway genre because the the fact that you're making a horror movie automatically makes it somewhat interesting, mm-hmm. and you can make them cheap. Yeah, you know, it's like it, it's easier to it's easier to make a cheap horror than just like a cheap drama or it's, you know, yeah, because yeah. you don't need lights. You know, well, you don't need <laughs> like the, the fact that it's cheap sort of helps drive. No, it's always it. been the like you know that's what companies use horror movies to make money. But I really want to see really amazing actors, but in just kind of low end. Horror movie, but that's what I liked about uh, the Last Exorcism. Yeah, uh, I, you know that guy, and I, I, I for, for, have forgotten to look him up to see what else he's done. But like, he made that movie, right? You know, he was so charming and then so real and so great in it. I just like, I fucking loved him. I loved him so much. Yeah, I. I it's never been a genre I've enjoyed. Really? Yeah. You you like sci fi though? I, I don't. I mean, I like some hard sci fi. <laughs> no, I like the fucking vanilla sci fi, like Star Trek and Star Trek. <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars is fine. I mean, yeah. I grew up. I know you Star don't like Wars. fantasy. Nope. Don't like. Don't care for a sword. Don't but the lightsaber is like a sword. Yeah, that's and, why I don't like it as much. And as Star a phaser Trek. is like a gun sword. <laughs> No, it's gun not saber. Really it's a like gun, a gun. It's, it's not a, a gun saber. It's a gun at all. lightsaber. It shoots out the shit that's in the lightsaber. It doesn't. I Hang mean, on. That's you're I'll about allow to allow it. Yeah, oh, you're gonna allow it. That's yep. my baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, judge Dredd, I like. That's yeah, yeah, Dredd is right. So you like action? I don't know. What, what do, do you like? like? I mean, I know you like James Bond movies. I like James Bond movies. I like Jaws. That's... Does James Bond count as its own genre? No, I mean the, the spy, spy movie. genre, I suppose. Is the... Yeah, so like, you know, James Bond, spy. Yep, James Bond and spy. <laughs> Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Yeah. Just only the, the, only the second one? the other two. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy the whole catalog. Uh, other spy movies, uh, The Man Who Knew Too Little. Spies Like Us. The Man Us. Who Knew Too Much. Uh, spies Like Us, Spy Kids. And Like Flint. And Like Flint. Um, did, this, did the kids from Spy Kids actually do spy stuff, or were they just going there, shoot them up? No, the spy kids were spies. I never saw them. Yeah, I saw the first two. Yeah, I, well, I want them to show. I'll up. I'll bet in, you did. I want them did. to show up in a. You're under arrest. <laughs> Let me do this time. <laughs> she became hot when she grew up. <laughs> I should have been weary when he was listening to all that Pete Townsend. <laughs> 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 oh, that just reminded me. I, <laughs> love, love, I, love, love. I played the Beetlejuice slot machine, and there's way too much Jeffrey Jones on the machine. Oh, really? like, no. this feels weird. Whatever happened? Whatever happened with that? Is he in prison? Oh, that's a bummer. He's in prison. I mean, I wonder good, if he his uh, good. evidence folder that was on. <laughs> good, reverse it, Kitty. Can we? Can we? Can we just confirm that before you 100 percent say? So I, we're not. I believe I. Looked <laughs> no, don't you believe question I'll just the look Kyle it up right now. So well, how did how did Pete Townsend Pete because he was trying to say the same thing as Pete Townsend like he was doing, uh he was like doing research or something like that right I'm just gonna go to the section but like they both like they both like the around, they both got like they were both like sexually assaulted as children and it's like it's like it's just like a sh- it's like so I shitty think, I don't think he's in jail is he not he just he just the two times he was arrested okay here's two here's, times. Here's, Again, everyone, this is from Wikipedia, which is not always the finest source in actual yeah. information. 2003, Jones is arrested for possession of child pornography uh, and accused of soliciting a 14-year-old boy to pose for pornographic photographs. Jones pleaded no contest to a felony charge. Five years probation, uh, counseling, and he had to register as a sex offender. Jones uh, and the aggrieved boy settled in Los Angeles Superior Court for damages related to the matter in 2004. Subsequently, he was arrested two times, uh, but that was for failing to update his sex offender status in Florida and California. Bong bong. 
really changes the whole idea of him trying so hard to find Ferris Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> He's too old for him at that point. <laughs> you, know, you should just quit now. Yeah. That, was, that was the best joke of your life. Nine times. Nine. Um, I was... Uh, <laughs> Are you leaving? No, no. Oh, you're picking up. The, uh, I discovered... I did not know this. There was a... Uh, this is sort of related to what you're talking about, but uh, in the 70s, the uh, ivory soap box was uh, a, a, a young woman holding a baby over her shoulder, and she's kind of turned to the side, and you just see her, you know, this, this, this young pretty face and this adorable little baby. And uh, it turned out that the model for that box was Marilyn Chambers. And then Marilyn Chambers, three years later, made Behind the Green Door – and then they had to basically recall all of the boxes. Oh, man. And there's photos of her posing with the ivory box proudly. Uh, and she would pose with it, you know, throughout her life. Yeah. Uh, and it's really, it's amazing. And so that was early on where, like, because like, that was the whole thing with the, uh, what's the shim? Jeff, or, uh, with the big, the big mustache guy, uh, porn star. John Holmes? No, no, no. Uh, the, Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. So, like, Ron Jeremy was, like, an actor. And then, like, it's like he gets, he's like, yeah, he just got cat. Like, his whole thing was like, he just got cast and sang, but it's like real progressive cinema where it's like, well, there was, yeah, the 70s, there was, it was real. That's 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 when it really started to, because Behind the Green Door and Debbie Does Dallas and Deep Throat. It was still like this other, it was just to them, like, when they were starting it, it wasn't like smut. It was just like really raunchy cinema, right? Yeah, it was just an acting job where you got to come on someone. Yeah. And then, like, it just kind of progressed from there, right? <laughs> kind of progressed. To, it just yeah. sort of progressed. Well, it progressed to cuddling. Yeah. And uh, saying, I'll call you. <laughs> Spoon porn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good night texts. You know, all of it. Yeah. Are we cool? Yeah. So you, so your statement was wrong. He's not in jail. You have, to be, you have to be careful. Just throwing he stuff did out. have to work on yeah, the last makes... offense by 250 hours of uh, community service. Yeah. Makes me think about all the things you've said so confidently over the years. That... I have a whole bit about this that I just say stuff. I have a whole bit about how I say stuff, <laughs> and I'm wrong. Like, and that I just have credibility, and that's the best part of being a guy who people just assume is right in the age when people could look it up, but they won't because we're lazy. That's a, that's and a then good point. At that point, you're just like, well, it's fun. Yeah. I the whole bit is that I've been telling people that Chubby Checker was dead for like a decade because I just heard that, <laughs> and it turns out he's super alive. <laughs> super alive? Like I had been telling people Chubby Checker died from massive internal organ damage from 70 years of doing the twist. <laughs> And it and like my friend's mom still uses it as a factoid that she'll give out to people at wow. parties and stuff like that, and it's just super not true. That's amazing. Um, so you did the, this uh, rock and roll is uh, killing our children, <laughs> killing our children. Ugh. Uh, how'd the uh, how'd the um, the cluster go? The stand up cluster was fucking fantastic. Radical. Uh, it was a wonderful cross section of phenomenal performers. Everyone had an amazing set. I think. I think maybe we should. I'll, we'll post that. I don't, when's this going up tomorrow? So we'll let's post it next Tuesday. Okay. We'll post the cluster next Tuesday as a Ooh. bonus episode next week because I don't want to. I don't want to put a sponsorship or anything well, in front of it because you just charge two dollars for it and sell it. I well, don't want to sell it. You have to like pay out. All well, the I don't want to sell it. Okay. Why don't you just do that? Because I would rather. Because I would rather more people I listen you were to capitalist, the capitalist, Chris. Are you some this is this is Hollywood. This is Los Angeles. Sort of no comic? comics get paid for performing here. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Touche. Uh, no, no I, more I people. Did... No, more people will come across the comics. I am. I am. Uh, I am. By the way, uh, going to pay all the comics. Oh, I didn't mean. Uh, to oh say, no. No, I, no. I meant like. What are you talking? I was kidding. No, no, no. About... But I'm saying. I'm saying. I would rather more people hear. Right, them right, 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 right. Yeah. And, and less people. Like I don't want to make money off of them. Like I. My goal is to have as many people hear them as possible. Yes. So. I'm not putting sponsorship on it. We're just we're going to put it out, and uh, it, it was tar- a, it was what a. What about Tortinos? They sponsored the event itself, oh. but I'm saying we're not. They they made it possible. Like they, we found uh, Carlos, who was the comic that we brought out from mm. New York, who was great, and they're sponsoring to p- put him at take him to Comic Con. He's going to do one of the opening sets. Is he going to get a room? Can I crash with him? 
Um, I'm sure I could speak for him and say yes. that's fine. Thank yeah. you, Chris. Chris, um, Chris that's, that's Chris, up to Totino's. Sure, but uh, but the show was about uh, show was about two hours long. It was uh, it was nine comics, and uh, I'm gonna cut myself out of as much of it as possible. So it's just the comedian because I hosted it. Yeah. So it was super, super, super fun. Cool. Yeah. How'd you, uh, how'd and you Ky- Kyle Rebecca? fucking crushed. You crushed it. I'm telling you, I'm not just saying this because he's here. Kyle had an amazing. Everyone had an amazing set. That's great. Uh, and it was a really, it was really great. It was just really great to sweet. Yeah, uh, Baron Vaughn and Al Jackson and Sarah Schaefer, Megan Nuringer, James Adomi, and that's it was a, it was an awesome lineup. It was, it, was yeah, a, sure. it was a really great it was a really great lineup. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, that'll go up. We'll put that up next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, on one of these deep cable channels, I saw. A really fascinating documentary, and I don't know if it's true or not, but it it was so engaging that I didn't really care. But it was all about how the uh, the KKK gave ri- the KKK spawned the mafia, which in turn destroyed the KKK. Oh, weird! Uh, and the idea being, and I, I'm not a historian, so this might all be wrong information. That was on a cam- it was on a, on a channel that was called it's called like um, the American History Channel, which Sounds a little creepy, but yeah. uh, but anyway, it, it, this, the, tell I, me when there's an American history channel. Hey, it's ESPN. <laughs> uh, but there's uh, there essentially in the early 1900s, the KKK was actually very popular. At least this is what the special, according yeah. to the special, was very popular because they came on, they came out with a, a platform which was eerily reminiscent of things you hear today where they're like we got to take back america and so they came out with their take back america you know uh platform they had a few million uh followers uh and so they, they had were twitter back then they had twitter back then yeah huh. yeah so and they so they they jumped on at kkk actually they had at kkk 13 because there were some there were yeah but everyone thought it was um so According to the special, they were uh, they lobbied hard for prohibition, and so when prohibition happened, that spawned the mob, which created all these speakeasies. Um, the KKK didn't like that because the speakeasies basically had no race lines, yeah, because everyone was breaking the law together, yeah, yeah, and yeah. So it was you know it was where black people, white people, Jewish immigrants, you know, German immigrants, all these different, all these people all came binded by a disease known all- as alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> It brought the races together. Yeah. So the KKK didn't like that and also used a lot of like, it's against God, blah, 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 yeah. you know. So that essentially spawned the mafia. Then the mafia kind of started going to war with the KKK. And additionally, the mafia had ties with the Jewish film executives in Hollywood. So they started making propaganda films against the KKK wow. and ultimately were able to dwindle its numbers down to almost nothing is it really propaganda if it's just saying what they do no 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 but i mean at the time that was their agenda was to create films which took them to task yeah and and they were presented in a i'm not propaganda doesn't necessarily mean it's not true it's just it was it was presented as a you know it was it was it was presented as a here's what's going on in your neighborhood kind of you know kind of thing and they and they made it they they exposed them and made it look really, quite frankly, uncool. Yeah, and uh, but then Archie Bunker brought it back. Nah. <laughs> so it was a really really interesting. That's really cool. We should get some historians on to talk about whether or not any of that was true. That'd be really cool. Uh, last documentary I watched again. It was uh, I watched it uh, for the third time. Uh, but I was uh, my friend Paul was over and we were, started to watch Troll Two. And yes. like, he's like, "Man, I haven't seen this in so long." I was like, "Yeah, it's so weird to see it after seeing Best Worst Movie." He's like, "What's that?" I was like, "Oh, you turning this off nice. and showed a Best Worst Movie." And then we both got bummed out. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a great, great movie. But it's like seeing this guy get wrapped up in all the stuff of them. Tour- have you seen Best Worst Movie? No. You oh, have to check see it. it out. You have check to it see out. it. All right. Well, we know people in it too. Yeah, yeah, like uh, uh, John Gemberling mm-hmm. is in it. Just it's like people. It's like all about the culture of like bad movies and how this was kind of like a cult phenomenon. And but then like they get the guy who is like the lead, the dad in it, and he kind of gets wrapped up in the celebrity that is like cult movies. And then he's like, it's just so many shots of him going like, "You ever seen a movie called Troll 2? They go, no. He's like, "What about this line? You don't piss on hospitality." And then they're they're like, "I don't know." It's like you start to see him kind of come to turn. It's so so fucking. It's really yeah. I haven't seen that since I saw the theater. I saw it at the New Bev. 
Oh, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Seven years ago. Seven, yeah, like six, seven years ago. That's Doug still, that's still going. Is New Beverly doing okay? Yeah, doing great. They're doing good. Yeah. Wait, did we go? Wait, did we, we, we went together. Right? Yeah, it was that, and then they showed um, the uh, Derek comedy movie. Mystery Team. No. No, that was Ghostbusters. Mystery Team was Ghostbusters. That's right. That. Um, no, wait, yeah, the new Bevis, the bo- Oh, yeah. yeah, and he, oh, yeah. And he was there. Yes. Comes yeah. back around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and the, he was there. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. <laughs> Doug hosted it, remember? Yeah. Wow, that was a long time ago. A long time ago. Well, I'm uh, glad we... I, I, that was a fun journey. I'm glad that we... Yeah. we all <laughs> with the thought journey. And yeah. then, no... Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. 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 yes! Uh, yeah, but the new Bev's uh, Tarantino's uh, doing a good job running it right now. Thirty-five millimeter only. So uh, if you have a digital copy of your film, you can't show it there. That's cool. Yeah. Well, the end. Show me that love. No meaning on your Why are you singing out of the side of your mouth? It sounds better here. I don't think it does. Listen to it now outside the front. <laughs> Do the other one! As long as we got it, we got the weapon. Glug, 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 glug. What are you jerks doing this weekend? Uh, Frasier Files? Frasier's Files Files? It's no, almost Comic Con time. Files I know. This is not the name of my podcast. I there cannot. Other Frasier podcast. <laughs> the the there's sentence, a, the other Frasier podcast, other, cracks me up. Two other, do you have a rivalry with them? There's two other Frasier podcasts. Do you lob? Do you lob? Do you lob cannonballs at each other from across your podcast? No, like the 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 Fraser Files, P H I L E S. I'm sure they're great guys. I haven't listened to their show yet, but they had stopped doing episodes probably. I want to say it was in October of last year they stopped doing episodes, and uh, they only did four or five episodes. And then I, Kevin just sent me a screen grab where they had tweeted at each other that. Because we were doing ours, they're gonna fire back their podcast. They're gonna fire it back up. So there's like, a they have no chance against you. Frasier podcast rivalry happening. I hear iTunes is gonna add a whole section of Frasier podcast. You know, if they did, <laughs> then you know what? Comedy. We're at the done. top of the ca- our category. Comedy? No, Frasier. Frasier cast. Frasier cast. <laughs> yeah. Crane cast. Crane. Oh, crane cast is good. Is That's that good? good? Yeah, I like that a lot. But yours is called uh, Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs. Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs. I like yeah. that one. Yeah, that's good. Do you sing at the end of it or no? No, we uh, we always uh, play the uh, Frasier has left the building mm-hmm. little little clip, and uh, it's just it's great. it's great. Do you talk about individual episodes or do yes? You... Okay. We do audio commentary for every episode. Jesus Christ! Yep, two sixty four. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. Holy Just gotta get my ten thousand hours in, Chris. Then I'll be an expert. That'll be a good five year long podcast if you stick with it. Uh, it's it'll take if we did it every if we do it every week, we'll be done. About five years in two years. How? We we'll do two episodes per. Oh, two episodes. Yeah, two oh, episodes gotcha. I thought you'd do one episode, episode per week. Podcast, okay. Yeah. Anyway, all right, Jonah. Thanks for being here. Touch keys. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that ghost. Stop that. Yeah, right, buddy. Uh, all right, Rummy. <laughs> the Titanic just arrived. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nobody said it. Enjoy your burrito. What did you say? What? You say it. I wanted to let Kyle feel involved. You know what? I, I was working out the other day, uh, and uh, shittily enough, I was wearing my Enjoy Your Burrito shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I've made that mistake. Yeah, it's a uh, real bad feeling. I, <laughs> like, like all aside from like you know, it's like you know, it's our, our catchphrase. It was just the fact that there's like a kind of out of shape guy wearing the shirt says "Enjoy your burrito." And I'm like, yeah, keep on doing that, buddy. <laughs> it's like that, and like it's like I also have like you know, like I have like a shirt from Grill 'em All, the burger place, a donut friend shirt, like I just. <laughs> 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 your, your weird Al shirt from the Fat Tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get out, get out. You get out of my house. You get out. You get out of here. 
I said get out! You got out! <laughs> got out! Hey. What? You shouldn't speak into the mic when you're eating. I'm not eating! You got out! You don't tell me what to do in my house, get out! Chris, they can hear I hate you! Voice. Get out! Get out! You're not my son! <laughs> it's not an insult, he's literally not my son. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura. No murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pura. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free, on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.